You're listening to The Black Hole Cafe, a podcast where we spend about 42 minutes discussing a topic that has grabbed our attention and just won't let go. I'm Taylor Wingfield. And I'm Richard Wingfield. Welcome to The Black Hole Cafe. Hello, hello. Hey, Dad, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Taylor? Good. I feel like... Yeah, it's I'm it's the end of a weekend. We've had a lot of kitchen projects today. So I feel like we haven't quite had a weekend because been doing a lot of things in the kitchen which requires a fair amount of effort. But you know, we're doing all right. I saw so, one of your Instagrams look like y'all made some uh bread. I did. I made some sourdough bread this weekend and then uh Pedro made some uh like braised um meat that we're going to use for uh Beautya tacos, which are like the, you basically like put the tortilla in some fat and then you griddle it and it's like melted cheese and like braised meat. It's very good, but very fatty. So we're saving that for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, welcome to the Black Hole Cafe. What is our topic for today? Well, it, it kind of came up for me really talking last time when we did the Texas and the deep freeze episode and then thinking about uh, something new that started for me and for Envision last year, the Go Bites Network, which is getting organized, uh, bite-sized tips and tricks for getting organized. And I'm like, wait, this getting organized stuff has had my attention for a long time, but it's different now because of the pandemic and because we're doing this kind of online network to get people together. So I picked the topic and said, why don't we talk about getting organized? Because it's there's all kinds of options available. And as such, getting organized in a pandemic, I brought a guest with me. Your sister Giovanna is here to talk to us about getting organized in virtual and in-person and crazy school days. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, hey, Giovanna. <laughs> Hello. I can't even imagine. That is uh, definitely a, a weird time to be in school and a weird thing to have to deal with. So I think that'll be some some cool stuff to talk about. Um, and then obviously, I mean, just so listeners know, uh, my job uh, is a project manager, which basically means that my job is to be other people's organization uh, for <laughs> for projects. And so that's so I'm excited. I think we'll all have a lot of different different things to say about getting organized, especially in you know in like the weird new situation that we have to, I guess it's not new anymore because we've been here yeah. for like well, a didn't, year. Didn't we just have, who knows one when we'll year. post this, but yeah, the <laughs> one year anniversary was yeah. like a couple of days ago, I think, right? Of, yeah. of pandemic stuff. So, yep. hey, before Crazy. we jump in though, just quick follow-up on this end, second and third floors in our apartment still <laughs> under construction. They've got no board going in. Yeah. I mean, people have water and all that kind of stuff, but the, you know, there's Jipboard dust everywhere and big bags of trash. And um, I haven't been out a bunch, but, you know, I know that stuff's still going on from the big deep freeze that we had in Texas. How about y'all? How about Austin? Austin is, 
Austin's okay. Um, there are definitely still parts of different communities that like, I mean, really, I think the long tail of everything is, is getting all of the plumbing stuff fixed. Yeah. Uh, that's like the biggest thing. I think everything or everybody's back to normal for water. I think, I think yeah, that's what I had, think too. We had for, you know, a few weeks, we still had some areas that weren't like as close to Austin central that were, uh, or central Austin that like still had either no water or still needed, you know, like water deliveries and, um, and purified water and things like that. But I think that's all back to normal now. It's just the, the actual, like all of the infrastructure that broke everywhere. So, you know, like all of the busted water mains and people's pipes and things like that. And, and then any house damage, there's still a bunch of stuff going on that from people who had, you know, significant uh, yeah, damage yeah. to their homes, which, you know, thankfully we didn't, which was really good, but yeah, definitely a lot of people, lots of home repairs having to go on. Jim, I, know, I don't remember just cause Taylor and I talked last time about how time warped during all this, but um, even after we were, I guess it started on Valentine's Sunday and by Friday or Saturday, by Saturday, the following Saturday, we're back in the seventies in Houston. But how many days after that, did y'all not go back to school? Y'all didn't go back to school for three or four days after that, I think. Mm. I just came, I couldn't remember how many schools had problems or whatever, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, we didn't go back for the rest of the week. It was virtual for like, I think the first, for the first day, for like the first three days, I think it was, I think the first day was like no school. Then the first, then the next two days were just completely asynchronous, which is a term when you secret, synchronous and asynchronous in virtual school. It's like synchronous is when you're on the call and the teacher's talking that asynchronous if you're off doing your assignments. So it was just all no classes, but it was still school teachers expected to be doing work on your own stuff. And then the last two days, it was the teachers and staff go in person, but the but the uh, the students are virtual. Uh, since my mom works at Lanier, I got to go to, and they had lunches for the teachers. That was extremely delicious. So. <laughs> <laughs> but basically they got, it wasn't a whole week off, but because of all that infrastructure and everything, the schools were closed, kind of closed for another whole week after that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's wild. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had, we haven't had an office building in quite some time. So <laughs> none of that would hit us, but yeah, I think a lot of, um, you know, for at least actually downtown Austin, just because of like how many government buildings and things like that are, are you know, and the capital is literally in downtown Austin. So much of downtown Austin was fine because like- it, Didn't you lose know, in power terms of so they could buildings. have eat. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so pipes so. didn't break and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a, a good uh, lead in to our getting organized about you know, not having to go to the office in a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I actually probably should have said uh, this is our first sponsorship because I'm going to mention the GoBytes network and I'll put the links in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. And, and just say, for me, I've been a David Allen GTD person for a long time. 
And so I have all kinds of tips and tricks, but maybe where we start is what you just said about, hey, I haven't gone to the office in a while. I'll admit this getting and staying organized thing has been tough for me in the pandemic because it was so much easier to not have distractions for me at the office and to be home and to go, hmm, I really have this important thing to do, but I need to do this thing in the kitchen and maybe I'll turn on the TV and listen to the news. Boy, that was that a bad idea for the last <laughs> 18 months. But you know, anyway, yeah. so what are your thoughts about like, yeah, I think all the remote like, stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's like exactly right where, I mean, it's, it's sort of like the thing that I love about working from home and the thing that's also sort of the worst about working from home <laughs> is that, you know, like the nice thing is, okay, if I need to do a load of laundry, great, I can do that. You know, like that's during the, the, the day, then that's wonderful. But I am, you know, I, we have reorganized our sort of like workspaces and home spaces uh, within the, within this last year, a few times. A lot of it because I am really bad with what you just talked about, like with distractions. So if the kitchen is a mess, I have a really hard time starting my work day. I like, I can't do it because it's a huge distraction for me. And, you know, if I was at the office, like I can leave it at home and I don't have to think about it. And right. if the kitchen's a mess, I leave for work and who cares? I'll clean it when I get home. But that's not the case <laughs> being, at, you know, like working from home, especially like uh, originally my desk looked directly in the kitchen. And so I could see all of that stuff. And so I like moved my desk to make sure that I couldn't like see the sink where there might be dishes piled up and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then also I think like something that we have done to sort of help with that as well is try it, in terms of minimizing distractions is setting clear spaces for work spaces and home spaces and trying to really separate the two so that it doesn't, you know, you can, you can feel when you sit down at your desk that you are, you have focus and you can, you know, you can be within your like little work area right, versus right. all the yeah. things that you have going on at home. So yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of that, you know, working from home is strange. Cause I can like look over and the TV's right there or like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's just a lot of different a lot of different distractions, you know. That brings up two things for me that I'm thinking about. One is I'm with you uh, on the, I know when I'm overwhelmed and I have too much to do because I will either take my car to go get cleaned and detailed or I'll redo my desk. Like I can't get anything <laughs> done if my desk isn't perfectly organized and all the sticky notes are stacked and, you know, okay. the paper clips are where they're supposed to be. Um, and the other part of that, that you were talking about, like having particular spaces, I'm in a mastermind group too. And, you know, each week we talk about what we're going to do and have some accountability. And one of mine, I did it, I think for two or three weeks, you know, the joke is 2020 was the, the, the year nobody needed pants, right? Because we're all on zoom or whatever. <laughs> so that mindset thing for me is, I'm getting dressed for work, right? I mean, my desk is my workspace, 
but I'm putting on my button down, like I, to make myself know that I'm at work, I'm putting on shoes, I'm putting pants on, like I'm dressing as if I went to work. So anyway, that was one of my tricks because my desk is already kind of separated. I already had the kind of workspace. Now, if we want the counter to that, I don't quite need a machete to go into Giovanna's room, but there are times <laughs> she can work in any. <laughs> she can apparently work in any level of chaos. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was like that until we started working from home. Oh, okay. I, really, I really thought I was like that where it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like I can work from the couch. I can do whatever, like doesn't matter. And then we started really like obviously working from home, not just like one day a week, like, but you know, all the time. And I, I am that type of person where it's like, <laughs> I don't feel like I can start my day until the kitchen is clean and like, <laughs> I, you know, I like have made my coffee and I sit down and I, you know, my, my desk space is for the most part cleared and I have my notepad in the place that it's supposed to be. And I'm like, you know, now I'm very, I mean, <laughs> surprised to know I'm very particular about it, but, um, but yeah, I think like, I, I definitely thought I was that way, but I'm not that way at all. Giovanna is yeah. not. I, I am. I'm not, I've never really been much for like organization when it comes to stuff like your environment. That doesn't really bother me. Like I, I'm all over, my stuff is all over. Um, but like. Yeah, like, where, where are my headphones? Where are my headphones? <laughs> I don't know. Let's check in that pile of laundry in the middle of your bed. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> they were under my blanket. <laughs> That's so funny because like I, growing up, like always got in trouble for having like a messy room. Yeah, but you the got thing that from is, your mom. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like I I truly know where everything is in that chaos. Oh, maybe yeah. spit coffee through I know. my nose. <laughs> I know that that's like, but like it still has like even if it's places on the counter, it has a place. Like I know where it is. Yeah. And then when it's not in that place, that's when I'm like what in the heck, where is this pair of scissors <laughs> or like, where did I put my watch? Like I put things back in the same place, even if that place is on the floor or on the counter, <laughs> exactly. yeah. but I know where it is. And I, because I've like put it in a very specific place. And so I think for me, like that is one of my biggest things about organization as a whole is like, I, and I'm weird about this, like even within my drawers that don't have like in my kitchen, even within my drawers that don't have like, you know, how, what you would have for like silverware where you can right, you know, right. have a place for forks, a place for knives. Right, right. Like that. You have a whole drawer and like that drawer is for baking things. But even within that drawer, the spatulas are on the left-hand side. The rolling pins are on the right-hand <laughs> side. The measuring cups are in the back. The like scrapers are in the front. The whisks are in the middle. Like everything in that drawer has a place. If somebody opened it, they probably think it looks like chaos, but I know exactly <laughs> where everything is within that drawer. You know, like that for me, that yeah. is it's yeah. like yeah, such exactly. a big thing for everything to have its place because otherwise I, I like... I think that I, that like stresses me out so much as it. Personally. Well, 
you know, we, Giovanna and I have to have the dad daughter arguments about, you know, do it my way kind of thing, I think. But the, the, one of the things we teach in the class and the classes I teach in the, in the group we're in is you, you, you want to be organized, right? You, and what does organization mean? It means that stuff is where you can find it when you need it. And so that's different for other people. So if Giovanna's headphones are always in the pouch of her lunchbox, yeah, they are. so be it. <laughs> they right? are. That is always where they are. That is where I put them so I can take them out and put in my headphones and watch stuff on my phone when I'm at lunch. And like, I always know that's where my phone and my headphones are. And then I have my other pair of headphones for my computer because my phone ones don't work for my computer since they're the um, lightning one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if I think that's definitely not the most efficient place to put your <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And at my mom's house, I have two pairs of headphones. One of them I used to wear all the time, but then they started doing something extremely weird where it would like randomly pause and fast forward and just do all and call Siri and do all this crazy (laughs) stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm not using these anymore. So I put them in a specific place that looks like completely random to most people on my shelf. Then I have the one that works on a different shelf in a specific place. (laughs) And I know that one is the one that doesn't work. And that was the one that works. And like, not everything's like that, but I do have the things that are most important that I put in those places that seem like chaos. but they Well, I think the other thing I have to bring up just to, continue the tradition of the dad embarrassing daughters, right? But the, you know, Taylor, you talking about your physical space and this is a workspace and this is a home space. I, I, I think you were this way when you were younger too. I would but, not be surprised. But Giovanna drives me nuts because she might be on the couch with her butt against the back cushion, her legs up the wall on the iPad, you know, looking at the ceiling doing homework and I'm like can't you sit like a normal person and do that I yeah I am no I was not like that as a child I (laughs) I think that I was very much like I have to sit here's a desk it was like a a treat if I sat on the couch to do my homework you know what I mean (laughs) I had and I maybe that's just like how it was sort of like you have to do your homework first and then you can do the fun things. And so it was much easier for me to not do the fun things if I was like sitting at a desk or at an island or whatever. No, she'll be, like, she'll be laying, on the, <laughs> laying on the floor with her back on the floor and her feet up on the bed, you know. I and then, <laughs> go ahead. But I was going to say the other thing that drives me nuts. And to me, this is organization, like thinking about how things should be. <laughs> should, right? <laughs> It's the Utes these days. <laughs> Use the biggest damn screen you have. She'll be on her <laughs> she'll be on her iPhone doing something when she's got a computer and an iPad. And I'm like, why are you on the smallest screen you own? He does. Oh, yeah, I am I am literally all over the place. Like I if I'm like in public or something, I'll sit completely normally. But at home, I am just all over the place. Like I can't sit normally, but I just if I'm at home, it's just like just me and my dad or me and my mom or me and just like whatever family or friend I feel comfortable with. I'll just like be all over. I'll like just all over the place. So, so she's opposite. There is no like, here's your workspace. This is the kitchen where we eat. The couch is where we watch TV. The desk is where you do your homework. No, she's hanging oh, from the chandeliers doing do you, homework. So. Do you remember my chair bed from the... <laughs> <laughs> I had 
I had set up these two chairs and like I would just like lay in them, but it wasn't next to my bed. Like I just like hang out in them. He took a picture at some point. Yeah, when when the pandemic stuff first started, we have all this stuff. She takes two chairs from the dining room table and and puts them together like a, to kind of make a, a a it starts as like a footstool, right? Like one chair she can put her feet on and she's sitting in the other chair. And by the time she's done, there's pillows and covers and it's like a bed of these two chairs. And I'm like, and you're still like six inches away from the dining room table that you could be working on to do your homework. Right? Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. I know you and I are both like getting, getting <laughs> hives thinking about yeah, this. It's, well, you know, it's a very clear difference in personality. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think, well, let me, let me back up. So in terms of, you know, you you have done you have you have done a lot of work in term and in in reading in terms of you know like different systems of organization I mean uh you you've done a lot of that so where did that where did that start for you did you have like you know I feel like we've talked about this before I think a lot of people think and maybe this is true maybe it isn't but it's like there's like a breaking point where you decide yeah. like kind of what you were talking about where it's like, yeah. I can't do anything else until I clean my desk. <laughs> right, you know, right. it was like, I can't do anything until I get myself organized. And it's like a, it's like a breaking point. Is that, is, did you experience like, was that sort of how you. Absolutely. Yeah. Got into and, it, and, really? and if we're, I know we're doing no prep for this show, but that's our, yeah. So the question we would normally ask is what was the event horizon? Right. Yeah. So for me, it was the crossing of technology and getting more responsibility in architecture, right? Because mm-hmm. when you first start in architecture, you're just the grunt, right? Draft these things, do the, you know, you don't have a lot of responsibilities. Like, here's your task, go do your task, right? So you, you can get away with not being as organized or you can get away with the the cardinal sin in the uh, David Allen GTD stuff that, that I've adopted. And I now teach a lot of those concepts is around getting stuff out of your head, right? Cause the stress mm-hmm. comes from you're trying to remember everything and you don't have a system. So for me, that event horizon was getting more responsibility as a project manager, as you were talking about project manager and architect, getting more responsibility and also then getting into technology. And at one point I was doing architecture and doing IT consulting as a, as a side gig or weekends and those kinds of things. So, so that was the event horizon for me. And of course the nerd and geek in me was like, hey, technology can solve all problems. So let me develop systems that, w- and, and for me, getting organized was about stress relief. Like for other people, it's maybe productivity, you know, pure productivity. You know, if you're a salesperson, it's like, Hey, if I'm, if I'm better organized, I'm going to sell more real estate or whatever it is. So it's about money or whatever. For me, it was about stress relief because I was trying to keep everything in my head and I thought, yeah, I got all this. And then you miss meetings and deadlines and all that kind of stuff. So, so the event horizon for me was getting exposed to some of these productivity systems and then especially David Allen and GTD and some software that took advantage of that 
And so for me, that's, that has been the thing is, yes, I have a system uh, as a nerd and a geek and an IT person. I've changed my system on a regular basis. I keep refining it, <laughs> right? Getting different software, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is all around, I don't keep anything in my head anymore. People mm. are like, you free next Thursday? I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. Let me look at my calendar because I trust that everything that's coming across my plate goes straight into the calendar if I have to be somewhere and I'm not filled with any anxiety about trying to remember that because I'm going to look at my calendar and know where I have to be. So anyway, that was Event Horizon for me was getting stressed with doing architecture, doing IT on the side. And then you and I talked a little pre-show about, and then you add all your personal life stuff on there, right? What's going on in your life and family and, you know, everything else, that stuff needs to be organized too. You can't just, it, what, well, let me rephrase that. I couldn't get the stress relief I needed if I only organized the work stuff because mm. there was all the personal stuff uh, on, on top of that too. And yeah. I think one of the reasons I, I wanted Giovanna to sit in with us is I'm going to start your answer for you about the event horizon for you at least in our interactions, Giovanna and I, the event horizon for her would have been this, or for the two of us, would have been around the pandemic and how school got really weird, right? Because she was probably kind of cruising along a little bit yeah. in regular in-person school, and then it got crazy last year. Right? <laughs> it was just like, boom. Yeah, well, I think... I think that that's like really interesting, right? Because it basically, I mean, kind of what you're saying, and I think we all found this was our normal routines didn't work anymore because like the things that we were so used to either having or doing or whatever was like completely thrown out the window. So, so many people I think had to completely reimagine how they needed to get things done because so, so much was, was different. So I think like, that's a really interesting way your circumstances changed. And so you had to like figure out how to work within them. So what then Giovanna, what changed for you? Like in once, like, you know, I mean, basically a year ago today, like what, what was sort of the starting point for you? So the pandemic hit and everything and HISD took a bit to try to figure everything out. And then once they did, they um, actually don't know if it's HISD or the Texas Education Organization or I think TFA. Was, I think it was HSD okay. initially anyway, yeah. but um, they said that this basically right now, what your grade is if you get bad grades, that's not going to negatively affect. You can only get higher grades. You can only, your grades can only positively affect your current grades. And I had pretty good current grades besides the 70 in English. Um, but that's when they went into shutdown. When not yeah, shut that down. was just like right when, when they, when they right. went to virtual, had, yeah. that was one of their things is they know this is going to be hard. We're going to finish out the school year you can't get a worse grade than what you had when it went into. I guess that's true. Cause we only had what March, April, May, like three ish right. months left of school when, yeah. when this first started. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. how did that, well, let me ask this, like, cause I know how I would have responded. <laughs> as a kid. 
you know what I mean? Like I, I know that I would have been like in, in, as a kid, I would have been like, well, that doesn't great. My grades are fine. Like, do I have to do anything else? No. Okay. Great. Like summer started two months early. (laughs) But like, how did that, I mean, how, how, how did that affect you? I mean, how did, how did that affect your, like how you were working? you know, and like doing schoolwork and stuff. Um, not good. Cause it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't just the fact that it was like your grades don't matter now. It's just everything else with the crazy pandemic and virtual mm-hmm. that can really all like all relate to and everything being just like thrown upside down. And now this like, especially a thing that I, I don't know how much adults may struggle with this, but yeah. um, like we have this technology than that we use for entertainment and for fun. And now we have to always be using this, this technology is what we're gonna be using most of the time for school stuff and practical things, not for entertainment and not for fun. And so it's just, was really, it's really hard to get out of that mindset that this is a fun thing. And like, you can just click to a new tab and be like YouTube and watch Netflix on the middle of class. And like, I'm, I'm completely honest, I still do that. <laughs> I mean, just about every kid does, but like much better now than it was before. And yeah, yeah, so it's not doing good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's the same. Well, I guess I can really only speak from like my personal experience because I work in technology. So it's the exact same thing, right? I have a work laptop that I am given that is specifically like, hey, you need a laptop to do your job because everything that we do is like, I do on a computer. So it, it is similar. It's the, it's, you know, it's like, it's the same thing where I don't, that's what I'm kind of talking about when I talk about like, oh, I have my home computer and I play D and D on my home computer, not my work computer. I don't want to do work on my home computer because then those then it becomes very hard to separate like, oh, I have my HEB shopping list open on this tab, but then I have like all of my work stuff and like Google documents and, you know, like project management tools and things open on the same computer. And it becomes your, your, I think personally, it becomes like a very, it becomes very difficult to, to stay focused because you're like, you know, you have, your your tasks are scattered it's the same thing it's like all the things that are fun versus all the things that you have to do you have to get done that like are not necessarily entertainment well I can tell you from the parents perspective first for Giovanna yes that all virtual is very distractible right so the combination of and and this isn't a, anything against the schools. They were doing the best they can. And there's going to be some live stuff with the teacher. And then there's time to do homework. But when you're in class and half the class, you can sit there and get homework done. That's much easier to do than, okay, the teacher's gone off of Zoom or Teams or whatever it is. Now you're supposed to do your homework. Well, no one's watching. And like, and it's, and it's not just like the, oh, nobody's here watching. It's like, it is kind of that, but it's also just like, there's just no one's there. It's easily distractible. And like when you're in person school, when school is like back in normal and everything, it's like, 
you have your paper, your thing, you, you're not allowed to have your tech, your phone out. You only can use like school iPads or computers if the teacher is letting you. And like, but now it's, it's always what we're using. And the, and even when we're like, we use Microsoft Teams. Um, uh, so HISD uses. And so even when you're in the call, like you, no one knows if you're doing something else. You're, yeah. There's still plenty of people well, that's in the every, class. That's doing. every business Zoom call too, right? So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I like, find it's the same thing. Like you can no longer, we used to, for a lot of work meetings, we used to say like, oh, this is a closed laptop meeting. So you come into the meeting room and everyone closes their laptops, except for the person who's presenting because we need to like, brainstorm or solve a problem or because we really need everybody's focus. Like we're going through like a whole kickoff or whatever. So we need people, we need people to focus. That's no longer an option. There, there is no, you cannot have a closed laptop meeting anymore because there you have to have your, like, that's how you join a call, you know? So you can't. Well, I think to your point too, I think to your point too, Taylor, the, the, and thinking about Giovanna, the, your physical space and environment made an, a made a difference, right? In, in Giovanna's case, they're going from classroom to classroom, and there's a, a change in environment. I'm guessing the closed meeting is, hey, we're all going to meet in conference room B and sit around a table, and that that set an agenda for what you were going to do and how you would be organized for that hour or whatever it was going to be, and working from home that's way harder. Um, and, and I've, we talk about it in the, in the training and in the, in the go bites group as well, but the, the idea of the Pomodoro technique, the, the Pomodoro is uh, a Pomodoro timer in Italian. It's a tomato timer. It's those little kitchen timers that look like a tomato. Mm -hmm, The little egg timers. Yeah. But except it looks like it's red and it looks like a tomato and the, but the Pomodoro technique is you set it for 25 minutes and you do you all distraction goes away and you just commit to those 25 minutes to do your thing. And then when it, the timer goes off, you take a five minute break and then you come back and you do another 25. And I think you do four of them total. And then you take like a 15 or 20 minute break or whatever, but it, that is the idea of, you know, having these little, even that you're never leaving the house. I do it on my Apple watch or, you know, set a, set a timer, but to try to not be, I have a slide in one of my presentations about the dog from up mm, the movie, squirrel. the animated. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just Cause that feels like what working from home in the pandemic has, has done for everyone's organizational skills. We are all now the dog from up squirrel. (laughs) And you know, like it's a lot harder to, it's exactly what you, what you talk about when you talk about uh, like, you've mentioned this to me before where you're not, you're, uh, I think now, especially with like, you know, we, again, I work at a technology company. So we use like Slack as our internal messaging system. And, um, you know, we have zoom calls and things like that. Uh, but kind of what you talk about dad, where it's like you, when, when you're not organized, you are constantly reacting to things and you're not actually prioritizing. It's like, 
first thing that comes into my face and I'm trying to take care of that one thing. And it's not actually, oh, this task can be done three hours later because it has, you know, like it doesn't matter for another four hours or whatever it is. But I think that like working from home and when everybody's working from home, you know, I see a Slack message come in and it's really hard to ignore that message. When I was at the office, that's a lot easier because I'm either like in a physical meeting room or I'm like, you know, working at my desk or people could come up and talk to me or, you know, if they really needed something or things like that, or I could like put my computer away for lunch and, you know, which I still do, but, but it's a lot easier because that's our only method of communication. Now that becomes like a much more sort of instinctual, like, Oh, I have to look at this and I have to see if I need to do this thing now, instead of just being like, this is my 25 minutes. I'm not going to respond to Slack messages. And then once those 25 minutes are up, I will go through the messages and see what's important and what's not, you know? And, And I think that that, that sort of, because that's our only communication that, that has become a really or what it is a very difficult thing to sort of get over within your within your work yeah. life. Well, and you have to you have to you have to train your your group of people about what those boundaries are, right? So, you know, I've I've had clients, we're in IT obviously as well. I've had clients who have emailed and then like three minutes later call on the phone. Did you get my email? <laughs> So somehow you have to set boundaries to say everyone is not available instantly 24-7, right? And there's some research, I, I'm not going to be able to quote where it came from right this minute. If I think about it, I'll put it in the show notes, but just Google it, people. But <laughs> it's basically that it takes uh, the average person or whatever, 15 to 20 minutes to get back into focus after an interruption. Yeah. Right. So if you turn on notifications for your email or Slack or whatever, those things are beeping every five minutes. You never get any focus the whole day. If you let those things, you know, yeah. in, in, into your, into your life. And I'm guessing for Giovanna, everybody's in teams all day long. So they're all beeping at each well, other. Like when it comes to in teams, it's really not that big. Cause like if typically there's not so many people talking in talk, like there's okay. my notifications when you're in asynchronous time. And like, if I do get, I can usually ignore it or something. Sometimes I'll like, I don't really like the, having the, um, no notification thing there and you can open like the chat and the call so it right. doesn't pop up and when it's like something else I even if it's really not something important I'll just like just go press on it and then I'll just leave it there because <laughs> like I just don't want that notification there and I'll just go do something right. else so for teams really not that distracting for me um and like there's emails and stuff too but like that I don't know it's not as distracting for me I guess like I would say text but really that's it's not that it's technically distracting because it's really my only social interaction (laughs) well that's true even though I'm in person it's like people don't really talk it's still you're on your computer and stuff and like there are like extroverted people and stuff like with and like their best friend is in the same class something and I have like one class leadership it's basically the only there are only like a few classes that I really like 
kind of socialize, but then, and normally during the day, you would be like socializing with your friends. So I wouldn't really call text as much of a distraction as really just like my socialization. Well, that's true. That's true. And you have to figure out where that limit or boundary is. Yeah. 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 I, you know, we, we have a, uh, we, we talk about that a lot in my job in terms of, um, we call it it, just a different name for it, but we call it context switching. So for, um, for like the developers and engineers that I work with, it's one of the things that as a project manager, I have to be very, very conscious of, because if I'm, you know, if I'm throwing meetings on the calendar for all hours of the day, the developers that I work with then have no, they can't get work done in the 30 minutes before, like in between two ba- two meetings, because right. you have to turn your brain off from the meeting that you were just in. And then you start to do work and development is not something you can spend 15 minutes on and then come back to it later. Like you right. really need dedicated time to really be able to, you know, solve problems um, and, and like actually, you know, do good make like create good code. Um, and so for us, like that is a really big, it can be a really big cost to, you know, productivity and, you know, we use agile methodologies within our company. So that's like a specific way of, it's just a specific way of working, but basically it like costs our team velocity. It costs our team like capacity. They can't do as much if they're constantly having to hop between meetings and they have no dedicated time to actually get work done because that is, you know, like exactly what you said. It's that 15 minutes of, okay, I finished this task and now I'm moving on to this task. Well, I can only do that for 15 minutes before I have to focus my brain somewhere else. And so that takes a real hit to what people can actually achieve within a work day. Um, because if they don't have any dedicated time and they're jumping back and forth between meetings, like how are they supposed to get things done? And so as a project manager, like part of my job is to make sure, you know, not just that people are free, but also that we're being really cognizant of the fact that if I schedule meetings all the time, the actual work that we plan to get done within the week probably isn't going to get done. And sometimes conversations are good and we need meetings and all of that, but you know, you have to really balance that between, and that's, that's a lot of my job is like uh, (laughs) helping a team be organized and making sure that a team is staying on track and keeping, you know, keeping what they need to do first at the top of mind versus, you know, all these other things that might be, you know, distracting them. Well, when you talk about it as context switching, I like that. Um, one of the tricks I use uh, that I've, I learned, I can't even remember where I picked it up, but of course, for me, getting organized is a lot of list keeping, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, I don't, I don't like lists. Well, do you keep a calendar? Because if you keep a calendar, it's just a visual list, right? So everybody keeps lists. So the 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 one I do now to to keep myself under control for not messing with <clears throat> my guys and the people that I work with is I keep an agenda list, right? Because with all this con- uh, constant communication. We've got text messaging, we've got Slack, we've got chat and teams, we've got email, we've got all these things. What, what usually happens is somebody has a thought and they ping somebody. Somebody has another thought and they ping somebody else. And then that person has to respond. So what I've learned to do for me, and, it, and I think that that idea of constant 
connectivity and communication got escalated because of the pandemic, because there's no water cooler talk anymore. You don't, you, you don't have any self-constraint knowing you'll see that person at the coffee machine or whatever. So, um, so what I do is I have agenda lists, right? And so as stuff pops into my head, instead of bothering somebody this five minutes and three and a half minutes later and 35 minutes later, I just have a list for key people that I talk to a lot. And it's like, here's all the stuff I need to talk to them the next time I see them. And that might be a scheduled meeting or it might be just something happens and, hey, can you stay on that Zoom call a, a little bit later? Um, but yeah, the, the, the context switching is hard and, yeah. and it really makes people disorganized and unproductive because they don't have that focused time. Yeah. We actually have a tool for that where it basically does what you say. So for it's a, it's a tool called fellow, um, which has like a, it basically hooks up to your Google calendar. And so let's say I have, you know, uh, we have a, a weekly recording of black hole cafe, but you know, we haven't quite decided what our, um, like what our topic's going to be. We're like still working on it, but obviously we haven't set up a meeting or anything to talk about what our topic's going to be. So within fellow, both of us would have the ability to go in and add talking points to that meeting. And you can see that. And that's not something that I'm pinging you about or distracting you. I can just say, here are the things that I'm going to put this away because I know I'm going to talk to you on Sunday. So I'm going to file right. all seven things that I need to talk to you about on like within fellow and you can see that and I can see it. And then I can also see, Oh, you have things to talk to me about. So all of that doesn't have to happen. You know, like you just said, like, Oh, I've thought of something. I'm going to ping him. Oh, yep. I thought of another thing. Let me just ping him. It's like, Oh, here is a dedicated space where you can put that because we know we're going to talk during whatever the scheduled time is. And it's great. And you can even take notes in there during you know, during a call. So that's right. one of the tools that I have found recently, um, like literally just within the past month and a half that has really been a huge help to me in my, you know, organization within my work life. Because for me, my, my work life is constantly context switching because right. as a project manager, I'm working on three different, three to four different projects at one time. So my job is to be a good context switcher and to keep things, you know, like, uh, keep things going for three different, probably non-related right. work streams. So what you talk about when you say, I, I can't keep anything in my head because if I kept something in my head, I would not remember it later because I have to do three yep. different things. So keeping three different tracks of work all in my brain, I have to make sure that those things are written down somewhere that I can reference later <laughs> otherwise well, i would not be very good at my job and that's <laughs> or at least like a, and that's, that's how i have to i have to yes, do and i think that's true for most people there's one of the quotes i won't get it exactly right but david allen talks about you you can't be comfortable and focused about what you're doing right now you can't be in the moment working on what you're working on right now if you're not confident about what you're not doing Right. So if all that stuff's rolling around in your head, you're trying to focus on one thing and your brain is worrying about all the stuff you might forget. Like for me, the tool I'm using Todoist as a as a to do list project management tool. But 
I just, something pops in my head. I quickly put that in as a task. And then I have a way to tag agenda items for Taylor, Giovanna, Chris at work, whatever it is. Right. So. Yeah. yeah I, um, I have something similar, not necessarily like that, but similar, but different. So before the pandemic, the school always provided us with these planners and it's where we could just like basically write down what our assignments are that we have to do for each different class. And it's just like a school planner. And a paper. Yeah, planner. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah paper. Yeah, yeah. That, that existed. <laughs> um, I still love then, paper, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I would, there are plenty of people who wouldn't use it much or often, but for me, it helped a lot. And I would use it all the time and write them that I knew that my assignments were written in there. The second they said, okay, this is your homework, it'd be like, okay, I might plan her out and I'd write it down. Um, and they also threatened to give us planner checks, but never did. <laughs> um, but like then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden everything's online and I'm not using this planner anymore and things get crazy. So I don't know, probably a few months ago or something, I finally decided what I could do is like, cause especially being in person, it feels weird and a bit embarrassing to get out a notebook or something and write <laughs> stuff down. It feels like that's feels like you know that teen insecurity like oh my god no one else is doing this without judging me <laughs> um so I just made a doc called planner that I always have open in the very first tab I might have all these other tabs open but the very first tab I know is my planner and I have all my assignments up there random stuff if I'm like watching a YouTube video on my <laughs> on my laptop and I'm going to lunch so I have to change it to my phone I write down the time for that so I can know what time I was on that video on that I write down everything on there. So I have it down there. And it's just always a tab that's open the very first one. Yeah. And that yeah. did it get everything out of your head. I do that too, right? Somebody says, oh, this is a good book or whatever that, that immediately goes into, I mean, I'm using to do us, but those things, something comes up. We used to joke about when we did in person IT and we'd be at um, some client's office and we'd talk about drive-bys somebody's walking by and is like, oh yeah, by the way, the printer. <laughs> okay. Now they think that's off their list and on my list. And if I don't write that down, right. So any zoom call, whatever, you know, we, we talk about it. Like when we did in-person meetings, I need to start doing it again for the zoom meetings. But another tip is you have these meetings and you have them over and over again. And you seem to be talking about the same thing with the same people because nobody ever writes any of it down. So one of the ways that that's a tip to how to end a meeting to get people in that habit of doing what Giovanna was talking about is like, write it down when it comes at you. The meeting it's ends a, with, does everyone know what their next action is, right? Yeah. Do you know what you got assigned in this meeting? Right? Well, so. that's, and that's one of the things that we do as project managers that like, you know, part of my role is, okay, end of a meeting, I have you know, either me or somebody else has been taking notes, but it is spitting back out like, Hey, this person, you're going to do this thing. Hey, this person, we remember you said you're going to do this thing. And I have them listed out here so that in our meeting a week from now, the first thing I do, and that's, this is how I run like recurring meetings where it's basically, you know, Hey, we had this whole meeting. Here are our action items next week. When we have this same meeting, we go through the action items from last time. Have those been completed? Yes or no? Great. 
we can move on from there. If something's not completed, then and, you keep and it that's open. Perfect. And- for you, because when 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 I teach some of this stuff, we talk about if you're that manager or you just happen to be the only one in the team that seems to feel like organization matters and everybody else doesn't, right? So it sounds like you're doing what we preach, which is, hey, if you're that person, you can keep a waiting for list, but don't fall into the trap of having to be organized for you and for everybody else, right? So you're going to go, hey, I need to keep track of what this person has committed to do. But you also don't want to fall in, ah, Taylor's organized. She'll keep my to-do list for me. She'll write everything down. You know, it's like you got to find that balance between I'm going to hold you accountable. So I'm going to have a waiting for list. It's stuff that I can't do, but I'm, I know who I'm waiting for, you know, from whatever, uh, and then figure out how to make them start getting organized, you know, for themselves. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think like, um, I, I often say this, that my job is really about just asking the right questions. And and that's like really what my job is where, you know, we set a goal, the teams that I work with, we set goals at the start of every week of like, okay, this is where we want to be by the end of this week. So Wednesday, when we have our like, or, or whatever we meet, you know, we, we meet like at least twice a week with that team to kind of just check in and see how things are going. And if people are like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this thing. You know, my really, how I see my role is just like, well, how, these are the goals we set. How are we, how are we doing towards those? And it often gets people to sort of under remember like, oh yeah, I got distracted by this thing. (laughs) So I have not been focusing on that goal and we should do that or, you know, or I should do that. And so like that, I really believe that like, you know, as a, as a project manager, part of my job is really to just ask those questions that make people think about, oh, yep, we said that thing and I'm going to do that thing because I didn't do that thing before, you know, and to help. And over time, teams get better about remembering, you know, because you're forming habits at that point of like how your team works. And, you know, we look at our goals and every, you know, we, we go back to our goals often. So people are looking at them and remembering them and, you know, we can easily talk through, well, okay, this big thing happened and, you know, like we had a security incident or whatever, or we had like uh, somebody got sick and was on PTO. So now, we have to shift a bunch of things around, but it's easy to see where we need to do those things because we've like set a starting point, you know? So that's yeah. really well, a lot we, of what we do at my, or a lot and, of what I do at my job. It's more David Allen stuff too. But and one of the things that for me was an aha moment years ago, especially in IT, but it can be the same thing in architecture or anything really is in kind of their five-step kind of project management list. One of the steps is, and if you can phrase it however you want, you're talking about goals. What we'd phrase it is, what does done look like? Hmm. I want to know what the finish line is because in IT, we're going to set up a server. Great. It's going to need software maintenance from here till the end of eternity. So that project is never done. So this project or commitment, what does done look like? It is the server set up, the users are tested and whatever, and that project's done. And then if there's a software maintenance for the server, that's going to be a new project. And we know what the new done is. And I'm going to use that kind of finish line. What does done look like to tell a story? I'll start it, Giovanna, and you can finish it. But we're talking about the early pandemic and mm. how that was distracting and 
different systems work differently for different people. And so Giovanna and I were working together. It's like, how are we going to get, how are we going to dig you out of this hole that you got into with being distracted? And hey, my grade is not ever going to get worse. And so got kind of behind on things. Kind of, I did like literally no work. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be kind. I know. <laughs> We had, I went and bought a pack of multicolored, uh, like two inch square sticky notes. Yeah, I could hold them up, but it's an audio yeah, podcast. That's, so. that's what I was thinking at first. And I was like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> we cleared the big island in the kitchen and we got all of our homework assignments. And each assignment was a separate, like math was blue and Science English was green. And Pretty much 80% of the island, <laughs> the kitchen island, was these stacks of cards with each assignment mm-hmm. on it. But that was what does done look like. And you can see headway. And, and it also allowed for focus. Pick one of those squares, work on that for the next 20 minutes or whatever it is. And when it's done, you get to wad it up and throw it in the trash. Exactly. Or yeah, that, that's a great feeling. Like, It'd just be like rows, like there'd be one post-it note, then another one underneath it. And it's like just all these rows and each row was a different, um, a different class. And like, it was very satisfying. And I think I, yeah, like the beginning of this year, I tried to do it again, but like it didn't work that well. It's like, I was trying to like put them in my room, basically like on the edge of my shelf and like it, it just ended up not working that well but the doc works very well now so yeah right. <laughs> and I think like I think people really underestimate you know so many people are like I don't like to keep a list and I'm like yeah okay I get that because it does feel often like a lot to keep up with or like you have to constantly be adding new things it feels like you know, I, I see how people could say like I'm not a list person but I think people really underestimate the satisfaction, just exactly what you were talking about, Giovanna, of crossing something off of the list, even (laughs) if it's little, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's like, oh, I like, before I do this, I'm like, I need to make my coffee today, or I need to fill up my water bottle. And then you do the thing and you're like, I did it. I did a thing. I, it was small, but I did a thing, you know, there is a, there is a technique where people talk about if productivity gurus or whatever, that if you're frustrated and other things are happening, at the end of the day, make a list of five things you did that day and cross it off, right? Not get yourself beat up for the stuff you didn't cross off. But if you're not a list person, just write it down and cross it off. Like, here's the five things I got done today. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's these, um, it's kind of a long story, so I'll shorten it. Um, (laughs) But the, my U.S. history teacher has us do these video lectures that are absolutely awful. Um, Because he used to like basically give us no async, asynchronous time, no time where we he wasn't talking because he would be talking like the whole class. And it's just like an hour and a half. And now he's like, okay, let's I'm gonna give y'all more asynchronous time. So you have this video lectures to instead. And instead of like an hour and a half of him talking to finish one lecture, it's like multiple hours, multiple days, and it's just takes forever and like there was this one lecture. He said, it's okay if you don't watch them, but we're like reflecting your grade and all. I was like, yeah, I don't have the time. I have other classes. I just need to get this done. But then there's this one last lecture, the longest one, like 40 minutes that he says like, okay, it sets up everything for the next unit. 
please watch that. It's in your best interest. I can't make you do anything, but it's in your best interest to watch that one. And I was like, okay. So once I get to that last lecture, I will watch it. And I got like maybe about halfway or almost halfway through it had been like multiple days probably a few weeks and I still I was like that's just how far I'd gotten and it was like the day it was due and I was like okay forget this and I did not watch it and that day I was just so dedicated any free time I had in in school I was just working on that and I got it the last half done that day without <laughs> watching it and then I got to just select that whole assignment on my doc and just delete it and it felt like the best thing in the world that that was just done <laughs> yeah I think like that is truly you know I think like that's such a good to me I always feel I feel a lot of like when I'm really overwhelmed about something I often don't feel like writing something down is gonna help me like I've I've done this with budgets multiple times in my life where I'm like it budgets are scary. I can't write anything down because like, oh my God, I'm going to like, I'm just going to stress out because like, this is going to be so much bigger than I thought, or something is just going to be really difficult. And then as soon as I write something down and as soon as I work it out, it always makes me feel better because I'm like, right. oh, I can see it. I see it. And it's not yeah. as bad as I thought, because whatever I was like imagining in my head was so much bigger than just like, okay, there, there are only six things on this list or there's only, right. you know, this many things that I have to care about or pay attention to. And so I think people I really think underestimate that, that. Yeah, and I think that the visual of it for Giovanna and the post-it notes helped. And the, the fact that you could see stuff going away you can see was, was, a, was a physical version of seeing things with the strike through, right? Yeah, you know, it's, the, but it's the, the same thing. The, the other thing I'll tell you that I've found from the years of working with people and the productivity and all that was, uh, and, and this is more GTD stuff too, but not original to me, but one of the reasons that people tend to say they're not list people and that lists stress them out and they don't like lists is that what their list is, is a project list, not a to-do list, right? So if on your list is Giovanna's birthday party. That's not something you can check off because there's 42 steps in there. Are we going to have one? Where's it going to be? How many people can be invited? Whatever. So, and it always the, you know, that's the big. other trick. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's what you were talking about is like, it seems too big, right? If you can take the time, whether you're doing it digitally or on paper to write it down and break it down, then you have items on your list you can check off, right? So if I put learn Spanish on my to-do list. And then I'm upset because I've never checked that thing off because I see it as a to-do item, but that's really a project. And then I got to decide, Hey, if that's a project, what's the next thing? Download Duolingo or whatever it's going to be. Right. And then I can check that off. I downloaded it. I haven't learned any Spanish yet, but I downloaded the app. Right. That's so what I mean, like to me, you know, like in my brain, it's like, okay, those are different lists. It's like, oh, I got to plan a birthday party. Okay. That's a whole list of like, this is my birthday right. party list. And like, it's the same thing we have, you know, and, and just, just to be clear, I love paper. I think paper is great. <laughs> and I, you know, I work for a technology company. So I do most of my like task management, um, you know, within the, the tools that I use for work. So within like Google or things like that, but for example, 
I, I tried at the start of quarantine to keep a spreadsheet of, cause I love spreadsheets. I tried <laughs> to keep, uh, I tried to keep a spreadsheet of, Hey, when we, when we think of something we want to order for like on our next grocery order, we'll put it in the spreadsheet. And then once we are doing our grocery order, we can just look at the spreadsheet and that's great. That's a system that would work for me. It is not a system that works for our household as a whole. So now what we do is there is a, like a, a magnetic paper, like literal, like notepad on our refrigerator. So when we remember something, we're normally in the kitchen. We're like out right. of this thing. You write it down on that piece of paper. And then when you're doing your grocery order, you tear that piece of paper off and you have it in front of you and you can order groceries. And that is so much, it works so much better for, for us as a household, because if it's like, oh, I got to open the, I got to open the dock and then, you know, do all that. And if it's on my phone, it doesn't matter. The easiest thing, the path of least resistance to, for, to not forget that thing is to just throw it on the refrigerator because it's right. Well, there. and you've put that tool where the, the ideas get generated in the exactly. kitchen when you're cooking and you just use the last of if whatever, the list the was butter upstairs, or whatever, right. Yeah. We would never use it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, I opened the fridge and I use the last of the mustard. Great. Mustard goes right on that list. By the way, I'm not going to let you throw me under the bus about paper because two things, one The running joke when I was in architecture school, we'll see if it's still true now with all of computer drafting and everything, but um, was that if if you got, because it was a five-year program, and if you got to year five and you could have any kind of casual conversation with anyone without needing pencil and paper to draw something, directions, whatever it was, you had to go back for another year, right? So I've, I still, I have journals, I love fountain pens and there are times, even as much as I love drawing on the iPad, you and I've done a whole episode on drawing on the iPad. So look back at previous episodes, uh, listeners, (laughs) but um, even so there are times when I'll get out pen and paper or Prismacolors and, and think through something on paper. Right. So right tool for the, for the right job, I guess. Yeah. I think you instilled that in me because I do that often now where I'm like, I, I think it has to do with the fact that we, when, how much we played mist growing up and we would like draw maps <laughs> and things like that, but it really is. I'm like, there are certain things like when I'm at work, I like, can't, I have to get out a piece of paper and like draw it out. I have to do that because it, it helps my brain process it. And then right. I'll probably digitize it later or whatever, if I need right. to like, you know, Matt, if it's really important or whatever, help, you know, um, or help me. But yeah, I mean, I really like, there is something, I, th- I think this is a real thing. I don't know. There are probably listeners who could correct me if I'm wrong, but that you use a different part of your brain when you're writing something down versus when yep. you're typing. It's why uh, it's generally why people who <clears throat> like, me, uh, who are dyslexic, have an easier time typing things than they do writing things down because typing relies on your memory. It's your like touch typing ability. So you're not thinking about like, you're using your memory. You're not like trying to think through how to like, you know, write something or spell something or whatever. So, but for me, like whenever I write something down, if I write it down, I remember it so much more than if I just type something. So same thing when you're like drawing something out versus when you're just sort of like, you know, typing something, it's, it's a, it's a different part of your brain. At least 
I think I, I, I think, think that's scientific. I don't know. <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're gonna decide that it is scientific. I'm I'm 99% sure I've heard the same thing about that writing hand paper helps you remember things differently than if you were typing notes or whatever. The other thing that popped into my head, because I've done it for years, and especially in the days when we weren't taking phones and iPads to meetings, and I'd be, I'd have pen and paper, pencil and paper taking notes in a meeting, I would also doodle, Mm. right? Just doing little designs and other things. And people thought that that was, and even taking notes in college, there were drawings all over the notes. And I think you're right that something, at least for me, something about that, what your, that thought process and what you're doing and doodling, I could be in an architectural history class and doodling spirals and squares and not really drawing anything related to notes, but that put my brain in a different mode to be hearing things differently. So whatever the organization is for you, if, if, and I've done it before, I'll make the list on paper and then get it digital because then I've got it on my phone where I can check it off later, but still do it on paper. Yep. That's what I do for work. I mean, if I have, if someone's like, Hey, this thing, I'm like, great. I write it down on a piece of paper. And then that piece of paper gets turned into the list, my to-do list on, you know, on a thing, but I have to like write it down in that moment. So I don't forget because otherwise I am like going directly to another meeting and I like, you know, or I'm going up to get water or having lunch or whatever. So just write it down and then I can come back to it. Yep. Out of your head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And like something that was, that it was intimidating for me for a while and still intimidating to me now. Um, but I've gotten better at is like, especially with bigger projects, like you were talking about with having the project list and like having like the difference between, oh, plan a birthday party, then find a place to get the birthday party, find the cake, find the balloons. Um, I would like think, I'd be like, oh my God, I have to do this big thing oh, I just don't want to do this all right now. I'm going to use the video lectures as a good example because those were like a, a big thing to do. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch these video lectures right now. I'm just going to go on YouTube or something. But then one day during um, office hours, which is basically our free period, um, we, I was like, okay, rather than just using this as an opportunity to just take a break and watch YouTube, I'm going to... Um, write a I it's like about an hour and a half so it's normal class period free period I'm like okay I'm gonna go through a whole page like a page is like a one slide thing because it's virtual and everything of the notes and then when I finish that page that will probably take me a good chunk of the period but I'll still when I finish that page I'll go and watch YouTube for the rest of the period and like rather than thinking oh I have all this to do and then time got like I realized oh I only have I don't have as much time as I thought I can't finish a whole page and so instead of thinking well I can't finish a whole page I'm just going to forget this and go watch YouTube or anything I was like okay so the page is like divided into sections like oh this is the board of 1812 this is break it down yeah Yeah. I was like okay I'll just do a section and then I'll go watch YouTube so yeah and it called called chunking 
we call it time boxing. So for us, it's like, we do something like just sort of the opposite of that, right? Where instead of saying, you know, for like a development task, uh, you don't know how big that task is, right? Like for, for what you were looking at, you can say, this is the section that I can accomplish. I will do the section and then I will be done. But time boxing is sort of the other way. It's like exactly what you said, Giovanna, where you were like, I'm going to spend an hour and that's how much time I'm going to spend. It's like exactly the the 25 minute timer thing. It's like, the I'm going to spend, thing. Yep. yeah, I'm going to yep. spend two hours doing this. And once the two hours are up, that's as far as I've gotten. And great. I'm, I'm leaving it there and that's totally fine. And so for us, it's like to help things not spiral. It's to help tasks not mm. get bigger. Right. Because if you say it's like, okay, birthday party, I'm going to spend two hours whatever I can do within that two hours, that's how much I've gotten done versus like, well, you can always do more, right? You can always make a task bigger versus just keep it within this time. And as much as you can accomplish, great. That's as much time as you need to sink within that task. So it's sort of the opposite of that, but it, but it is. And then we, we, for what we do for breaking down like projects is, I mean, we just call it breaking down, but it's basically like, it's tasking things out. It's like, okay, well, if we, if here's our end goal, what do you want? What is, what is the first thing you want to do? And it's like, well, I would read the first section. Okay, great. That's your first task. Read the section on the war of 1812. Great. And you can finish that, and, you know? And that is a GTD thing that I love. And it's one of the teachable moments because I can use myself as a bad example. <laughs> right. So when I, when I was learning this, I was like, okay, I love this idea that, the thing that was on my task list is really a project, right? Design a new high rise office building, (laughs) right? That's so, so great. I'm going to call that a project, not a task now. And then the architect in me is like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to go in and list every task needed to complete that project. It's 5,280 tasks, right? Because, <laughs> right? What are the, are the hinges for the doors, stainless steel or chrome or brass or what, you know, like, and so I would get stuck. Nothing would ever get done because I just kept building that list of tasks, right? And what you just talked about is what they talk about in GTD is what is the one next action it takes to keep this moving forward? Right. And then you don't stress out about how huge this project is. You go, well, the one next thing to do for me to learn Spanish is get on the web and research the best language app for the iPhone. Great. When that's done, I check it off the list. Well, what's the next thing? Well, research. My my research said it's Duolingo. I need to go download Duolingo. And so now this huge project, you're, you're just going, I got that done. What's the next thing? But you could even say like, okay, I'm going to research this thing. Oh my God. Now I've spent five hours and there's three right. different things, <laughs> exactly. right? So you say, you say, okay, I have to research. I'm, I'm going to research for two hours or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah 30 yeah. minutes. I'm going to research for 30 minutes, whatever I can find within that 30 minutes. That's the thing that I'm going to use. Great. That's Duolingo yeah. Yeah. and that's easy. And then you move on from there. So you you don't, it's all about, at least for me, it's all about not not spinning out over or getting overwhelmed. It's like, how do I make sure that I am not overwhelmed by the stuff that I have to do? Well, I don't always succeed at this thing. We've decided what the goal is or what done looks like. And we've set a time limit so that if I said 30 minutes of research on language app and 
if I didn't do those two things, what's the goal and or what's the what is done look like and what's the time limit? If I didn't do that, somehow three hours later on the internet, I'm looking at sailboats. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? exactly. <laughs> Yep. And you're like, why am I looking at sailboats? How did this, how did this start? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well then uh, we have talked a lot about this from a yes. lot of And by the way, we are not sponsored by Duolingo. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like the one you rip. should go with because it's the one we all know. Not that That's any right. of us are They're trying to learn. Random example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We, we have been be. going for a while. So we could be we... sponsored by Duolingo. So yes. if you're listening. <laughs> Um, so yeah okay so so I think as we sort of wrap up here like if you have and I know this is going to be very difficult for you one tip we get one okay you get one uh for how to let's let's take it this way (laughs) for someone who wants to start their organization start getting organized right what is the one next thing that they need to do? So what's what's the like what's the, the tip? That's that you an can easy them? one for me because I understand this. This is also people aren't going to make lists and get organized because it's this huge project and they have to clean the garage and do all of you know what. The one tip I always give is you need to get stuff out of your head. Give yourself some time to figure out what your trusted system is but start with one place that you're going to put stuff that's out of your head. And if that is go buy office max and get a notebook and a, and a pen. Great. If it's sticky notes, if it's an, if it's an app, if it's talk to Hey lady in a can and just, (laughs) you know, sorry, I didn't want to set off everybody's devices, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But pick, pick one thing, one bucket, that you're going to put that thing in and try it for a week. Just try getting stuff out of your head and figure out what that is. It can be paper. It can be the, there's so many free apps on all of our phones and stuff now that are reminders and to-do lists or whatever. Just pick one and, and try to spend a week not saying I'm going to remember that later, or I'm going to write, write that down when I get home or when I, (laughs) when I go to the grocery store, it's like, Nope. If it's a, paper and a magnet thing on the fridge. Awesome. (laughs) Right. That's my one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Giovanna, what about you? Um, for me, I think it would be someone, I think, because I don't want to do the same one as his. It's let's say that this person's done dad step already. Because um, <laughs> I, because like he's taught me basically what I know about getting things done. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind. So let's say the person you've already done my dad's tip. Um, and now I would say is break things down. Like you're talking about with the project and stuff to don't, to not get so overwhelmed over, oh my God, I have this huge birthday party to plan just break down okay the first thing I need to do to get this birthday party planned is um is just like talk to try to research some places to have a birthday party and I'll just do that for like 30 minutes like we we're talking and then okay scratch that off the list just very satisfying and will make you feel like you're getting somewhere and like I think that's something that's really helped me personally get stuff um start getting my work done and everything was when I was like okay 
rather than being so intimidated about this whole big, or even if it wasn't so big, just a homework assignment or something, this like, I have to do this, this whole thing, it's break it down. Like, okay, you do this, then either you could do like the thing we're talking about before, like you can have a break if you do this, or like you do this, okay, do this, have a break, then do that, have a break. And like, just to make it be like stepping stones in your head rather than like this, you're in the middle, you're in an island and there's a rock, another island you're trying to get to. And it's like all the way across the sea. But now there's these pet, there's these rocks that are leading you to that island you're trying to get to. And you can step on the rocks. It's like, okay, I can do this, but then have to swim across the whole ocean. You can go on these rocks one by one. And yeah. yeah. One of my one of my favorite uh like work talk isms is like trying to boil the ocean people always when we're trying to solve a problem that's too big that's always the thing that people say is like we're trying to boil the ocean it's too big (laughs) it's like you know uh so yeah I think I think those are both really great I think for me I think I would say for me I think that at least at least personally there is generally like one thing that is stressing me out, whether it's like, oh, I need a budget for X, Y, and Z, or the house is a mess and I need to clean it. Or like this one project has 18 million stakeholders and how the heck am I going to talk to them all or whatever it is. There's generally, when I start to feel overwhelmed, it's generally because one thing has sort of spun out of control or gotten too big. And so I think for me, it's like kind of similar to what you were talking about, Giovanna, is take that thing that is stressing you out or or even like if you're feeling stressed today about all the things you have to do write down the things you have to do today in terms of like i need to have breakfast i need to like take the trash out i need to you know uh email this one person at work whatever it is so make your list but start your list with something you've already done or something you're about to do. So if you're like, I love it. <laughs> if you're if you're starting it, it's like, okay, I need to do all these things today. But first, I need coffee, and that's going top of my list. And I make my coffee, and I immediately cross right. it out. You're drinking your coffee as you're as making- you're making your <laughs> list. Exactly. It's like start with something that you have already accomplished, and I think that like that little bit of like, yay, when you, when you've already crossed something off, you're like, I did a thing. I did a thing. Just like gives you the energy to do the next thing. At least for me personally. No, I I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah, That's a great tip. I hadn't thought of that before, but I think that's really good. And like, cause one of the biggest obstacles to overcome is starting. And like, even if you do narrow it down to these stepping stones, it still can be intimidating to take that first step. So if you make the first step, something you're like, have already done or like, or just have a, are like really on the verge of just about to do. And it's just really easy to do. It makes it a lot less intimidating. Like, Oh, okay. I can get this started. Yeah. I can do this. Give yourself so. an easy win. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 exactly. Exactly. Um, well, cool. I think that was, uh, I think we've that solved was, it. Everyone that's listening yeah. will instant, instantly be organized. Magic. You're welcome. Well, we'll, um, we'll email you with the bill later. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I think that that, you know, that sort of wraps up our normal part of the episode. So moving on to our 
special feature, our media black hole. So when you're not being organized, when you're not focusing on the things that you need to focus on and you've carved out time for a book, a movie, a podcast, whatever it is, um, what is the thing that you'd recommend to our listeners this episode that is worthy of getting sucked into? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start with one of my, I don't know, it's, it's a favorite movie. It's one that I own that I've rewatched many times and it's called the Italian job. And if you haven't seen it, it's the one with all the mini Coopers racing around and it's a heist film. Which one? The original? No, the original one will put you to sleep. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful and boring. And I've, I am not okay. one. Fair who enough. Can, I'm not one who gives up on movies, but I made it through that one, but I almost gave up. <laughs> now, the, the, the new Italian job is exciting and fun, and it has a lot of famous actors in it. And in, in order to try to keep up with you, Taylor, and, and have it be on theme, because it's a heist movie, they have to be super organized and super detailed about the timing of this robbery and all this other stuff. <laughs> I like it. But, but all there's heist one of, that's right, all heist movies. But there's a there's a line in there that I think is hilarious, and it's two of the two of the thieves talking to each other, and he says, "How are you feeling?" And he says, "I'm feeling fine." And the other guy says, "Well, you know what fine stands for." Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> I know that line from somewhere. It's, I don't. I haven't never watched the movie, but I've heard. That well, <laughs> you will have to watch the movie now. So anyway, the Italian to, job is. I'll my, have to tell Pedro that pick, because right? he hates yeah. it when I use the word "fine." So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Man, that sounds like me most of the time. Anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine. Anytime I say I'm fine, that's probably. Probably not right. So I like that. All right, Giovanna, what about you? What's your media black hole pick? Me, um, it's a new movie on Netflix that um, this is kind of a coincidence that I thought was really cool. So a long time ago, my mom had given me this book and I never really got to read it. It was called Moxie. And it was like this feminist book and stuff. And like I um, was off doing other things. I didn't really get time to read it. And then last week I opened Netflix and I see a movie featured called Moxie and I'm like wait a second <laughs> they made a movie out of this book my mom got me however many years ago and so it's absolutely amazing I highly suggest it and um this is the one I was talking about in the beginning where I was saying I thought of it before and then realized oh there's something you can make it on topic they have to um actually Wait, I should probably explain it first. No, no big spoilers. No, no spoilers. So. No, no spoilers. I yeah, mean, I mean yeah. I, like, I'm. I've heard good things about said movie. It's very though, good. So. Um, yeah. hmm. How should I say this without being too spoily? <laughs> I, I have an idea. I have a. I have an idea. Um, because if you had now, are you going to read the book? Because like, if you had organized and made time to read the book, <laughs> then like watching the movie would be like it. You know, dip, I don't know. I don't know. In, that was in, in the movie, these women wait, wait, get yeah. together as yeah. a group. Yeah, I got and it. They, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like, um, so the movie's like this. It's this, like I was saying, it's a fantasy book. It's like a movie. And so these um, 
these women, they start this feminist club and they, of course, have, and like protests and stuff. They have to be really organized to get the protests, and, like all the social media, uh-huh. all the posts and everything. So they have to be organized to get all this stuff done and make this big change within their school. So, it's a really uh-huh. good movie. It's Fair. an hour and a half of list making. Oh, great. <laughs> Love it. I'm into it. <laughs> for those of you who don't like lists don't get overwhelmed it's not just yeah, about no. list making <laughs> no there was no list making um we watched it yesterday yeah yesterday yeah it was oh, good cool. it was good yeah, i've heard really good things about it so highly suggested and taylor your pick um well mine is not on theme at all uh <laughs> although i guess technically you can this is one of the i talked about this a little bit um uh like last last episode when we were talking about the Texas snowpocalypse where one of the things that we watched while during the um like during when we didn't really have you know when people didn't have power and we were all snowed in and all that kind of stuff was um this show called Alone it's a reality tv show it's on the history channel there's one season on Netflix but there's actually like seven seasons in total uh where 10 people are dropped in the wilderness uh, i mean they're survival experts it's not like 10 randos like it's not like people <laughs> like me um they're, you survival. Go lock the door. <laughs> yeah. they're like survival experts they're they're they sign up for this thing it's not like just people you know who don't know what they're doing uh but they um there's like they get dropped in uh you know the wilderness and the and they, they don't see people. They have their own camera equipment. They have to film themselves. Um, they are allowed only 10 items. They can only bring 10 items with them. Uh, I mean, they're supplied like a med pack and things like that, but, right, but right. 10, 10 additional items. Uh, and the longest person to stay out there wins. And they, they don't see anyone else. They can't, they don't know when the other people like, tap out they don't they are literally by themselves apart from like maybe a med check every once in a while it is a wild show like (laughs) it's insane uh but i guess the tie-in that i would say is like you know they have to be the the they have to have some organization because like they have to think about okay prioritizing should i make my shelter do i need to go fishing first if i catch something how do i store it they have to be very sort of like <laughs> cognizant about all of these i just things. i just to tie it back to our show today so what was on their list was stay alive that's <laughs> not a ta- that's not a ta- that's not a task you need to break it down they have to so break we it got down. it for it we got exactly. your, we got your back taylor <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is and so um it is it is a wild show like I just I think so far we haven't watched all the seasons I think so far the best season is the one that's on Netflix so if you like want to only watch one thing because I will say it's like it was slightly uh like stressful like is you know like I just felt elevated watching the show where you're like oh my god what's gonna (laughs) happen these people are like having to film themselves and like they're walking along the river and there's like a bear and they're just like oh look, it's a bear. And you're like, that's a bear. <laughs> Run. Anyway, uh, it's really interesting. It's on the History Channel. Uh, right. There's seven seasons. It's wild. It's literally. Yeah, like it's <laughs> insane. It's so crazy. Uh, but anyways, you should watch because it's it's like a, one of those things you just really can't look away from. <laughs> so that's it. That, that's an, we got an interesting 
list of recommendations for you listeners. You got yep. Alone, you got the Italian Job Heist film, and you got Moxie, the feminist uh, book that's turned into a really good Netflix movie. We're spanning so. the genres today. So <laughs> yeah, see, you we can got find something for everybody. Yeah, yes. Organization can tie into anything, staying alive, trying to raw, <laughs> trying to do a heist, make a club and make yes. a big change. Starting a revolution. revolution. Wherever, yeah. wherever you are in your life, you can, organization will help you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That Thanks, y'all. Fun. And Giovanna, thank you for joining. We're for a great sure. guest to have and talk about how school is, you know, wild and different and how getting organized <laughs> is, you know, all the changes we've gone through. It's all new. Yeah. Year yeah. In, in this pandemic situation. So thanks, y'all. This is, this is a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, everyone. We'll Take care. Next time. Bye. Go, go make a list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on top of your list should be listen to the Black Hole Cafe episode and then cross it off once you finish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you all for listening today. We'd love it if you subscribe to our show and your podcatcher of choice and if you would rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you as well. You can send us an email at info at theblackholecafe.com or let us know what's on your event horizon on the web at www.theblackholecafe.com or on Facebook and Instagram at The Black Hole Cafe or on Twitter at just Black Hole Cafe. Thanks again for listening. Take care and don't forget your towel. Ah, oh, Zoom, you're pissing me off. Yeah. Okay, we're good. I see the recordings going. I hear my computer making clickety noises. So it's recording to the computer like it's supposed to. All right, three, two, one.